You are listening to the Beat of Our Drum podcast, where I, your host, Lauren Williams, discuss all things musical. This week, we will be talking about West African drumming and how people have fought to keep this tradition alive. I want to take you guys all the way back to 1300 AD, a time in which historians have agreed West African drumming was born. When talking about West African drumming history, it is incredibly important to note the djembe drum, which is also a talking drum. The term djembe originates from the Bambara saying, Anake djei anake bi, which translates to everyone gathered together in peace. For the most part, African history isn't written down, but it is passed down through stories and traditions. The origin story of the djembe is no different. There are multiple stories of how this popular drum came to be. The most commonly told story is that a village idiot's wife was pounding grain in her mortar. One day, when she pounded through the bottom, her husband happened to be in the vicinity with a goat skin. They then stretched it over the hole in the mortar to make the first ever djembe. Over the course of this week, I had the amazing opportunity to talk to Cindy Kamara, a West African drummer from Massachusetts. Thank you so much for meeting with me. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about your relationship with the djembe drum and West African drumming in general. Okay, yeah, so my father, he's a dancer. However, you know, you cannot have the dance without drumming. In the West African culture, it's just it's necessary because the yeah. vibrations, the it all it all connects. Everybody connects to each other, and for me, I, I got that connection, you know, from from birth. I think from even before birth, you know, my mother is also a dancer as well. Shuri Knight Kamara, very 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 accomplished dancer in all forms, including West African dance. And up until she was nine months pregnant, she was still teaching dance. And, you know, I feel like, you know, I absorbed, you know, those vibrations, those rhythms from since then. And I mean, I can't tell you how I learned how to play the djembe. I can't, I can't tell you. It's like asking a fish, you know, how did you learn how to swim? It would be impossible. So, yeah, from early, you know, just being around the culture, you know, being around my father, my mother. Thank you so much for sharing, Sunny. So how did you get into teaching? I mean, unofficially, I've been teaching since five, six years old. Just because, like I said, I absorbed it and then regurgitated. And I've never been, you know selfish with the information because once again you know it's a, it's always a community thing and now you know I've had the blessing of going all around the country traveling you know throughout this this continent really being able to spread the knowledge spread the culture yeah it's beautiful now here I am talking to you when talking with Sinny I found myself wanting to see this drumming in action I reached out to a couple of African community centers, and I finally found ACE, the African Community Education Program. They have this Saturday school where children can learn how to drum. 
And suddenly, I found myself in a high school classroom surrounded by children and two wonderful music instructors. Okay, you gotta go like this, right? Boom, click, boom, boom, click, boom, The two people you hear instructing this class are Issa and Antoinette. Issa is a master djembe drummer. He is a key performer in workshops, school residencies, and drum circles. He provides educational entertainment and lessons to audiences of all ages. He began studying djembe when he was only 11 years old, and he's taken his talents throughout the entire world, touring in Africa and Europe. Antoinette is a jack of many trades. She's a dancer, a percussionist, and a vocalist. She came to the United States in 2007 from Tanzania to escape violence and strife that was prevalent in East Africa during that time. During this class, I was mesmerized. Next to me was this little boy, and it was his first day at ACE. He began drumming, and at first, he wasn't too sure of what to do. But by the end of the class, he was teaching everybody how to drum. He was so inspired and alive during that class, and he looked like he was having the time of his life. After the class was over, I had the amazing opportunity to speak with Issa and Antoinette, along with some other members in the class. For this class in African drumming, how do you believe that it serves like the community at ACE? I think it serves the community. For many of the students who are here at ACE have left a lot of their traditional cultures back at home, a lot of the experiences that they have not yet experienced here in America. So when they're able to have such thing like there's a drum workshop or an African cultural dance workshop, I think it somewhat connect them to back home. And there's those who have not yet experienced such workshops and it just allows them to learn something new, different cultures. What would be lost without this program? Culture. Mm. Culture will be lost, um, traditions will be lost, um, amazing experiences will be lost. Like uh, so much could be lost um, without this workshop alone. And um, I think, yeah, you know, like expressing yourself too will be lost because a lot of people don't understand what music does to a human being, but especially like drumming. Sometimes I could be angry and I could be like, like just take all my anger on the drum, and yet that releases all the tension, all the anger within me, you know. But definitely traditions, um, definitely culture. This is our culture, this is the African culture. If there is no drums, there is no music. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I can answer to her. I don't know if it's just for them, but um, like she was saying, it's tradition, it continues out tradition. In Africa, I came here when I was young. I was born in Africa myself, and yeah, drumming was a 
traditional thing in Africa for my family, like culture-wise and stuff. Um, and since then, I haven't really like got into drumming and stuff. But now I'm at Ace, and they're drumming. I'm engaged. Like I didn't want to. Like he said, I wasn't thinking about coming to this class, <laughs> but I'm in here now. I'm engaged, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is where like my uncles, like my grandfather, used to do. So it's just like a traditional thing. To my surprise, the next day, Sonny reached out to me again. He told me that he wanted to discuss the impact COVID has had on the West African drumming community. I, I went through an experience at the beginning of COVID. Everything gets shut down and, you know, now, especially like I said, this culture, you know, it needs community. And when you tell people they can't come together, it, it's kind of hard, you know, especially like I said, I made this, you know, my, my life, you know, as well as, you know, my, my business. Yeah. Do you think that's like a similar, have you felt like that was a similar sentiment to other people who were teaching people how to play West African drumming? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, when I, when I talk about, you know, the history and uh, Le Ballet African, you know, they were around, you know, there were generations of Le Ballet African from, you know, 1952 when they originated until, until today, you know, the Le Ballet African is still around, but the, the sense of community and the coming together and the force is not the same because once people did spread out and they come here, you know, you have to adapt, and, you know, like you say, you know, you try to keep those morals and traditions, but when everyone around you doesn't have those same morals, it's, it gets difficult. And so you adapt. So, you know, I don't blame, I don't blame people for having to adapt, but they did have to adapt and there were pros and cons to that. And I think one of the cons is that, you know, everybody, you know, it becomes about self. I have to look out for myself. So a lot of people, you know, they go their separate ways and then, it will go for, you know, hey, Battle African is putting on, you know, a tour for a week straight to the Battle Africans doing one show every three years to all of a sudden now everyone's asking each other, hey, when's the last time the Battle African got together? What do you think would happen if this way of culture was lost? Nothing good, nothing good at all. I think... If, if the culture was lost, you know, we would lose our identity. You know, like I said, this culture goes back thousands of years. And so these traditions, whether, you know, we're aware of it or not, are part of our history. So if this culture were to be lost, we'd be losing, you know, pieces of our history that, you know, you're not going to find in the textbook. You know, because unfortunately, so much of our history, you know, has been lost already. And so, you know, this this culture is is a relic, really, in today's society of, you know, and I think, you know, we still need that reminder. If we were to lose that, I don't know what direction we'd go in. West African drumming is a tradition that can be seen within the vast cultures of Africa. It is expressive, powerful, complicated, and fun. 
During the early years of slavery in America, drums were used to provide rhythm. But they were banned by the early 1700s on most plantations because of fear that Africans would use them to communicate in a rebellion. Nevertheless, Africans managed to generate percussion and percussive sounds using other instruments or their own bodies. The drum still remains an essential part of African culture. Africans within the state of Massachusetts, as well as the United States as a whole, have fought to keep this tradition and culture alive. By teaching it to other people, performing it for people, and even integrating it in the way they bring up their children. Because drumming is about history. It's about communicating where we have been and where we might go. Thank you all so much for listening to the Beat of Our Drum podcast. Make sure to tune in next week.